Hi, this is Mike Brissell, voice of Living with the Land and the Tomorrowland Transit Authority People Mover. We invite you to sit back, relax, and enjoy your Grand Circle Tour of Tomorrowland with the Mickey Dudes Podcast. And now, from the Monsters Inc. Laugh Floor, it's the Mickey Dudes Podcast. Here's your Master of Ceremonies, Wazowski. Hello, humans! Hello, humans, and welcome to another exciting episode of the Mickey Dudes Podcast. I'm your host, Chuck Fitzgerald. Alongside me today are not none of my co-hosts, as Dave Koch is currently about to board a plane to go down to Walt Disney World, because why wouldn't he, and why wouldn't I trade my place with him? And Pat is doing, I don't know, Pat things. He, he doesn't really tell us much. He built a house. Maybe he's been encased in cement in the bottom of the house. We really haven't heard. So if anyone's seen Pat Gennetti, please let us know. But in their place, we have fantastic rotating Mickey Dudes commentators. From the UK, Stephen Maxwell. I'm surrounded by idiots. I really don't have a good way of introducing people at this point. I just kind of look at who's on the topmost portion of the screen, and this time it was you. And from maybe New Jersey, hopefully not, probably Florida, Joe Quattrochi. Oh, uh, New Jersey feels like Florida right now. So. Yeah, so does New York. I mean, it's 82 degrees. It's 830 at night, and it's 83 degrees here. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely. Um, I think it's actually cooler in Daytona than it is here in New Jersey. I just talked to my wife, and I'm like, yeah, it's still like in the mid 80s here right now. So, but yeah, that's okay. That's kind of ridiculous. For, I love the uh, heat, brother. I love the heat because next thing you know, it'll be 40 degrees, 30 degrees outside. So, I'll take it. You're not helping me. All right, and before we get into tonight's two topics, we have two topics tonight. We really plan things out tonight. Just going to talk about our sponsor real quick. You know what Dave's going to be doing tomorrow after he gets off his plane in our in Orlando? Go for that. Taking, no one? taking the shuttle from the uh, concourse to the main terminals. Uh, well, okay. I mean, I'm looking for a couple of steps ahead of that. This is Orlando Mayor Buddy Dyer. Nope, nope. We're not looking for that. But what is he going to do? What's his first beverage of choice going to be once he gets to a park? Go get some Joffrey's Coffee. They are our favorite coffee, and they should be yours, too. And Dave, please get some extra coffee for us when you're down there. I hope you're listening. Um, on top of that, we are also sponsored this evening by DVCResaleMarket.com. So if you have any DVC resale needs, go over and see our friends at DVCResaleMarket.com. If you're buying, if you're selling, if you're looking to extend your contract, right now over at Old Key West, there is 270 points with... Eh, the 2019 use here at $87 a point. That's a decent amount for that many points. Uh, let's see. What else do we got here? I mean, pretty much if you name it. Oh, hey, look at that. Boulder Ridge, $97 a point with a 2019 use here or a December use here starting in 2019. Apparently, they're already taking their trip for the year. Uh, let's see. Joe, wh- what's your favorite resort over there, Joe? It would be Disney's Saratoga Springs Resort and Spa. Oh, and interestingly enough, over at Disney Saratoga Springs Resort and Spa, you can get a large amount of points with 300 points available with the December use here for a low cost of $98 a point. I know if you buy all 300, that's kind of a decent chunk of change. But given uh, given the current DVC market rates, 
that is a steal. So if you are looking into the market for DVC, or if you're looking to sell some of your extra points, go visit our friends over at DVCResaleMarket.com. They will definitely take care of you and make sure you get the top-notch customer service. Now, I mentioned two show topics this evening, but we're going to start off with something new. Joe, we're going to kick it over to you, and we're going to start with Joe Saratoga Hideaway. What did you call yourself? I'm going to call this segment, uh, you know, I just came back from Disney with uh, my wife and was there with my parents, niece, nephew, brother, and sister-in-law, and uh, pretty much the whole Quatrochi clan. And as I was out for my long 16-mile run around Saratoga Springs, because I'm training for the Detroit Marathon, I thought it'd be kind of fun, you know, to come up with a segment where I talk about my favorite resort, which is... Saratoga Springs. Everybody knows I love to talk uh-huh. about it here. I love the turf club, love playing golf over at LBV. You know, Pat loves when I talk about it here on the show. So I figured we'd uh-huh. have a new uh, segment uh, called uh, Saratoga's Joe's Best Bets, where I would give a tip about staying at everybody's favorite resort, which is Saratoga Springs, since it really gets no love. So, you know. I thought, okay, so that's a really long segment name. Best Bets with Saratoga Joe. No, you started it with. So what we're going to call our new segment and then, I don't know, you said about 45 words. Well, listen, between. I'm not a professional podcaster here. I play one on TV, but uh, this is the best you're getting uh, for the salary I'm being paid. So, yes, this is going to be called Best Bets with Saratoga Joe. He's, he's wasted away. He's taming the title. Here you go, tame <laughs> no, up, Joe. title 17 minutes hey, listen, long. You know, All right, we ran out of time. All right, so you ready for this week's Best Bet? Yes, Joe, take it away with this week's best bet of Saratoga Springs with Saratoga Okay, Joe. so if you're go- if you are a runner and you are going for your long runs while you're vacationing at Walt Disney World, Saratoga Springs is a great resort to run around. Uh, my best bet is instead of carrying water with you around the resort, each bus stop in each pool area has uh, water fountains that are accessible uh, without a room key, so you don't need to run with water to keep your hands free. So my best bet is run along the main roads and stop at every bus stop uh, to rehydrate yourself with water. So that's uh, my best bet uh, this week with Saratoga Joe when you're out for your long runs while you're training for uh, either a Run Disney event or any other race while you're on vacation. Joe, that's quite the nickname you gave yourself. Uh, My wife came up with that. Ah, very good. And his best bet is a lot better than my best bet, which would have been drink from the Sasagula. Um, I wouldn't recommend that. No one has any comments on that? It's bad enough traveling down it, never mind drinking it. <laughs> well, I mean, when you're traveling down it, no one's ever asked you to drink from it, so why not give it a shot? What's the worst that could happen? I don't know. The worst pollution you can get in maybe drinking it, rather than the noise pollution you get for the engines and the boats going... Oh, wait, 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 Steven, those boats are an American icon. The Sasagula River Cruise is one of the quintessential Disney things and one of the best parts of either the Port Orleans Resort or in case of Joe, uh, Saratoga Springs, now sur- serving as Joe's summer That's right. home. Or Old Key West. Don't forget our friends or sister resort up the road. Not our sister resort. This week's two show topics are going to be one controversial and one very controversial because we're unsupervised. I'm unsupervised, so I'm coming up with the rules. So starting within the last week and a half to two weeks, Disney is began a new sustainability project with the reduction and elimination of plastic lids and single-use plastic straws in its park. Now, you would think that this would not be a big deal as we are mostly adults and the kids aren't buying drinks for themselves, for the most part, and can actually carry a tray full of drinks without spilling it all over the place. Imagine an infomercial with a guy trying to do anything. It's not going to end well. Um... 
What? Have you not? Oh, Steve, like Steven's the one that's laughing, so he may not be uh, familiar with our infomercials. No. Um, well, it, they they spill things everywhere. There's popcorn all over the floor. You know, if he tries to change a light bulb or something, he's throwing it across the room for some reason. No one could understand it. But apparently, that's what's happening now in the Walt Disney Parks without lids on drinks. So my question to you is, what's your opinion on uh, Disney's new sustainability project? Does it make sense? Is, is it the best move? And do you think not having a lid and or a straw is really going to impact your beverage experience? I have seen that as um, one of the situations as of today. Um, some of the counter service restaurants are offering it as a choice and all of the table service, to my understanding, are now offering it as a choice. Steven, what's your opinion on this? I remember going to the, the, the Lotus Blossom Cafe over in Epcot in 92. It was my first trip there and ordered my meal, walking back with the tray and it just went everywhere. You know, <laughs> coke all over the floor. You know, left, right, and center. I don't remember having a lid back then. This is, and I know that's quite a few years ago, but I don't remember having a lid back then. I think that's just going to make more hassle for the custodial staff. I think there's going to be more and more folk going to be wandering about with mops and putting out the yellow don't slip signs all over the place. I understand. You know, you can do it in uh, Animal Kingdom just now with the straws. I totally understand, obviously. It's it's damaging to the world. It's you know the straws are there, so if, it, if this, the animals swallow them, that is biodegradable and it's not going to stick in their throat. Uh, there's a whole big thing over here just now about everybody getting rid of straws, uh, and they're going down either the route of veal straws or, as we said, maybe Joe will come on to this later on, maybe using Twizzlers <laughs> as a straw, uh, but. They're going down the route of the metal straws as well, so that you can carry them about with you. I understand it. I do understand it. But is there no way that they can make a lid that is made out of paper or cardboard? I mean, you can go to the the hospital and get a a bedpan, and these things hold water and they don't leak through. Is there no way that could actually make a paper lid over the top of a cup? You know, so that. It's still protected, you know. It's still, if you do knock it over, it's still going to be a, a sort of tight fit so that your juice doesn't go everywhere. Uh, but I do understand where they're coming from. And again, it'll cost them less, you know, when you actually get rid of another element that they don't have to buy for every single restaurant that they've got. Yeah, and you know there is the cost savings part of it from Disney, but you know what? We're we're still paying a premium for what's go- what we're getting out of there, um, including the food and beverage. But I don't know if this is as much as an issue of the straws as it is the lids. Um, Joe, what's your well, this what's your is a, this is a hot topic because it, there's been legislation recently passed in California and some other West Coast states, um, you know, about limiting. Plastic straws from cities and so on and so forth. So this is probably just a carryover from that. Uh, yeah, okay, fine. Um, but I agree with Stephen. The first thing that came to my mind was sticky floors. You think they're sticky? It's everywhere is going to look like every restaurant is going to be like the, the Coke uh, area in uh, Epcot, where the floor is just like one giant sticky mess. Um, you know, <laughs> I mean, places sticky enough as it is, and you're going to make it worse. But 
I get it. I see where they're doing it, but it's just, it's a drop in the bucket, really. Make it as an option for somebody if they want the, the lid, take the lid. You know, my wife does not like straws or lids on her on her fountain drinks. I do. We're complete opposites. So just make it an option for somebody. Also, too, is if you take this and eliminate it, you know, there are a lot of guests that come to Walt Disney World that are handicapped or may not be able to, you know, they need a straw or a cover too, so they don't spill it on themselves and. You know, and, and just by, you know, yes, you can have it for request, but you shouldn't have to always ask for everything. It should be available there if you want it. So that's kind of the way I look at it. I mean, it's a drop in the bucket. I mean, honestly, if you really, if you really wanted to make more of an environmental impact, you know, take your 500 diesel guzzling, you know, buses and change them to hybrid buses like they have in New York City. I know in New York City, a lot of them are like, you know, hybrid or propane run buses. And like, it makes a little bit of a difference. Why don't you do that instead of worrying about plastic lids and straws? I mean, you want to make more of a difference, have more of a cleaner air than worrying about some plastic straws. So, I don't know. That's my opinion there. But I get it. But it's like anything else. Just a hot topic of the day. Yeah, and it is today's hot topic. I mean, like I said, I don't think this issue is really so much about the straws as Animal Kingdom used the paper straws for quite a number of years. I mean, it does make a little bit of a difference. But the lack of a lid, um, I, I don't know. I uh, it's it's a little concerning, but we should be civilized enough as adults and parents um, of which I am. Oh, probably neither. Um, but I don't have any trouble spill it, not spilling my beverage, um, regardless of what happens. I, I mean, I understand the, the need, but Joe's Joe's right. This is a drop in the, in the hat. If, if you want to if you really want to influence change, go with something big that may cost you being Disney a little bit more money, like upgrading their fleet to the uh, renewable fuel, um, biofuel. Or just, well, I mean, New York is, City MTA right? runs like a hybrid electric buses. And I think they make a difference. I mean, they're a lot quieter. Um, and I know New York City okay. is pretty strict on that kind of idling laws and stuff like that. So it must make some difference for the MTA to invest that much, I guess, into that program. So I would assume that would make a difference here. And I know they're trying to do that with the implementation of the Skyliner and different forms of transportation, but I mean, but yeah, that's going to cost hundreds of millions of dollars to do that instead of eliminating something. So, yeah, but Disney is bringing in hundreds of millions. But I do, but I do appreciate like they're using the new solar farm that they built to supposedly help run some of the parks and electricity, and that's good. I'm all for that. But come on, let's police ourselves here. And I think that's the biggest thing. Let's police ourselves. If we're going to be upstanding members of society like we like to think we are, um, I think we should be able to find the recycling bin. There's recycling bins everywhere. <laughs> I think they do it. I think they do a pretty good job Literally of everywhere. sorting the garbage, don't they? I mean, I always try to put the bottles in the bottle. Can't, but. Yeah, the, my fun part is when you see the, uh, the recycling and the garbage bins that are sometimes in airports that all feed into one bag that's disconcerting makes no sense either no it it's just laziness on the part of someone probably housekeeping oh all right um we're, we're still offering paper plates and cutting down trees <laughs> it's like you know but the, the paper plates because the paper plates go straight into the bin you know, I mean, I know obviously they'll get food on it, but there are certain things that you know you have a paper plate with and it doesn't go anywhere near a bit of food and it still goes in the recycling. Or not even the recycling, it goes into the bin. 
you know, and they just put it in landfill. If you've, there must be a way of getting a lid and a straw that is recyclable, you know, and putting it back into society and actually making it worth again, because there's that many different plastics out there. You know, it doesn't have to be the plastic that they used just now. I know Sky, that are, you know, it's a big, uh, it's a, as a sort of offshore of Fox over here. Uh, they're doing a big ocean sort of thing, you know, about you know plastics and the amount of plastic that's going into the oceans, you know, and killing all the fish. And when they're slicing open fish, the amount of plastic bags and other just bits of plastic that the fish are swallowing, it's detrimental to the environment. It's detrimental to the fish, obviously making them die a lot sooner. And a lot of times, they, when they're caught, they can't be used because of what they've eaten, you know, and, and got inside mm-hmm. them. Uh, so it's it's not just Disney it's, it's doing this, it is a worldwide concern, but if there's that much money to be made and put into it, there should be a solution in relation to a recyclable or biodegradable plastic for straws and lids, and many other things. Well, I, I think um, part of what I've seen is people are incur- are being encouraged and this isn't within Disney. It's kind of more general to be uh, to use reusable straws that are made out of glass. Now, for those of you that fly, that may prove to be problematic. Um, Joe, if you were to see someone carrying a glass tube in their bag, what would you um, think it would be? <clears throat> we're still a family show, right? <laughs> drug prefer- drug Yeah, I just wanted to make sure if we're still a family show. There's a lot of, you know, just, you know. And, and obviously, a metal yeah. straw is going to set off the metal detector. You have to put it in your bag, and I don't know. It's... Mm-hmm. You could break it down yeah, into a shiv, and know. you know what? It don't. There's probably better ways. Um, or you could spend sixty nine cents and buy a Mickey straw, which is the official straw of the, the Mickey Dudes podcast. Are we allowed to say that they're an official straw of the Mickey Dudes podcast? I just did it. It's fine. Steven's saying no. <laughs> um, letter, letter in the post from Mr. Disney, I think. <laughs> well, it's funny. We we actually did get a letter in the in the mail from Bob Iger himself. This letter states, let me here, let me let me find it. Hang on. Where can I get my Mickey Dude straw? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's not where can I get the Mickey Dude straw. Where, where'd the letter Is it go? about shampoo in the showers? <laughs> no. Here it is right here. Um, <laughs> it's <laughs> this letter from Bob Iger states to the Mickey Dudes podcast: You are now tasked with reducing one park icon. Wow, that's that's big news. So we are going to reduce one park icon, and it could be in any park. So we're looking at the Tree of Life, Cinderella's Castle, um, Spaceship Earth, and well. What the, what exactly. the icon be at Hollywood Studios that is, now? That's where I had the difficulty trying to find the... All right, we're back to the Chinese theater then, yeah. right? Okay, well, we're, we're going to be a little bit... All right, we're going to say Tower of Terror, but we're, we're not going to reduce the ride. He, he put it all in parentheses here. And in its place, you need to come up with one new park icon for the park that you choose to remove the existing icon from. Signed, Bobby Iger. 
Bobby, huh? Bobby! Hey, Bob. Kiss, kiss, kiss. <laughs> XO, XO, good luck. Huh. <laughs> I don't know if he can put that on a letter. Anyways. That brings us to tonight's topic. We've been tasked by Bob Iger to re- remove and replace one park icon. Gentlemen, you've had all night to think about this. And hopefully you did so. Because I didn't. Steven. Where are you going to destroy? <laughs> Take it down. I had a real problem here, right? Because Hollywood Studios, you're thinking about that, it says, right, okay, what is the icon there? Because it used to be the hat. Well, it used to be the, the Chinese theatre. And then it used to be the hat. Is it reverted back to Tower of Terror? I don't know. This is... You really don't know, but Disney have done a pretty good job in Hollywood Studios in doing my job for me, <laughs> because they've taken down a hat, which obviously was a bit of an eyesore when you're walking up from a the, the gates. Uh, they have taken out the guts of the Chinese theatre, being the great movie ride. Could I get rid of the Tower of Terror as an icon? No, no, I mean best ride on property I really think so uh, I don't think you could replace that as anything else uh, well no the ride the ride would stay Bob, right the ride Bob would stay said it would stay right so I'm not sure how that works right <laughs> just a big building uh, but on the aspect of tearing something down it would really have to be tree of life uh I just think that, yes, it's right in the centre of Animal Kingdom. Uh, it's got lovely portraits of animals, and at night it's all lit up eventually, you know, when you they do the, the light sequence. Uh, and it, everybody wants to get their picture taken with it, but does it do anything else? No. It, it is tough to be a bug uh, underneath it. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yep. Uh could I live without that? Probably. You know, uh, it's probably run its course as much as anything else. Tough to be a bug is one of the first Pixar films that has like come out. So, uh, could you take that away as well? Don't know. But, I would take down the Tree of Life and I would make the new icon Everest. I just think that... No, no, you can't right. make a new icon. You have to build a new, a new icon. One? Yeah. Right. You never said I knew when you just said I replaced oh, no. icon. That, that was in the PS after the XOXO. <laughs> sure was, Steven. Gotta read the fine print, brother. Oh, for God's sake. You're gonna end up back in customs, jail. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm not gonna be paying myself out of this one. Right. So, try somebody else and I'll try and work out what I'm gonna do then, okay? Okay, yeah, we'll, we'll go to someone else while Steven figures out what he's going to build to replace the Tree of Life that he has cut down. How many rings are on that tree, Steven? I don't know. Is it not it's a, a big metal uh, oil rig? 20. Oh, it's upside 20. Down. <laughs> 20 rings? Okay, yes, it is. It's an oil rig that's upside down, but it's still 20. It's 20 years old. That's how it that right. would work. Right. All right, Joe, what are you taking down? So what I'm taking down is uh, I'm going to... Um, well, like I said, I'm gonna. I'm not removing the ride, but I'm, I'm removing uh, Tower of Terror as the icon for the studios. Um, 
what we've noticed over the last, I'd say, what, four or five years is what's old is new again. Retro is back in style. Um, so what I'm going to do is what I'm building is I'm rebuilding the Earful Tower at Disney's Hollywood Studios, which I believe was the original icon, Stephen, of the studios yeah. back in 80, 89 when it opened. Nine. 89. And I'm rebuilding the Earful Tower. Uh, I'm bringing that back. I was actually really sad when they brought that down. Um, but yeah, I'm bringing it back. Um, that's going to be because you, you really can't fight between Star Wars land and Tower of Terror or there's just too much competition to have Obviously, one just be no. have just one just be the icon for that park. So I'm just going to completely neutral. What's old is new again. I'm just going back Earful Tower. It's still the quote unquote studios. So you could still bring that back. It'll still be recognizable. That's what I'm going with. Mm-hmm. Well, for now, it's the studios. We'll I don't think happens. let me tell you something. I don't think they're going to change it. If they if they were gonna do it, they would have done it already. I don't. I think it's people know what it is. You could still call it the studios, even though you're not producing anything. Um, I don't think the name is gonna go anywhere. I, I don't. Okay. Well, you technically skirted the rules by building something that was old, but they did take. They did it take down, it down. So it's it does, not currently it there count. right now. Yeah. So, I guess that does count. You could put it in a different spot, but you, know. you probably can't put it in a different spot. Actually. You could put it across the across the highway. I don't know. We'll put it somewhere. <laughs> put it on top of Star Wars land. I too am going to go with uh, the giant geodesic sphere known as Spaceship Earth. However, however, I am going to save the ride and put it somewhere else. Doesn't matter where. Um, and I was going to replace mine with a or uh, replace Spaceship Earth with a giant cronut Ferris wheel. Because it's all about food and snacking at um, Epcot right now on, on top of the drinking. I mean, you have food festivals in some way, shape, or form, what, nine, ten months out of the year. Diet Epcot exists for about two months um, throughout the entire year. So it, it's it's not so much about the earth and the message that was originally designed for Epcot. It's, it's now more about, hey, let's see what snacks that we can uh, cram in there, or what alcohol we can cram in there. Now, the other option that I had for this was a giant Captain America shield. Um, it, it's not really going to do much, but be a big circle, so it, it could kind of, like, grab the wind and cause problems. But you know what? That's some... that would be allowed under the agreement. Oh, the, who cares about the agreement? <laughs> Epcot is all about IP now. We could come up with any sorts of things. We could make it a giant rocket, the the raccoon, not an actual rocket um, at this point, or a giant Star-Lord, or, or even Groot. We can actually take the Tree of Life from Animal Kingdom, so I'm destroying two things here, and just move it over to Epcot and call it Groot, because Epcot is quickly becoming IP land. Oh, um, the giant there is, Star-Lord would be good, because you could have his picture <laughs> On top of it as well. I, I guess. Or, yeah, his picture in front of uh, Universe of Energy. I mean, it, that's all Epcot is becoming is IP-based. Um, there's very, very few original ideas there anymore. Um, and once this Guardians of the Galaxy coaster opens up, it, it's going to just kind of expedite that a little bit. Um, and then you have the Ratatouille ride back in France. You have Anna and Elsa over in Norway. Um, it's, it's sad. It's a sad state of affairs. And, and I don't think spaceship earth really 
is the icon that it once was made out to be and once was designed to be. All right, Steven. Yeah. You've destroyed spaceship, or you've destroyed uh, what tree are you? life. the tree of life. Tree. What are you replacing it tree with? Tree of life goes down, and I'm probably going to do a chuck here, right? I'm going to cheat a wee bit. Uh, I'm... That's fine. Joe built something that already existed. <laughs> well, I'm going to build something that was a, a pre-concept. Uh, I'm going to stick a huge dragon in the middle of Animal Kingdom uh, as a precursor to an expansion to the whole park, to Beastly Kingdom. So half of it is going to carry on and be Everest and Pandora. And further back, you take away the Kilimanjaro safaris and turn that into a Beastly Kingdom where there's dinosaurs and uh, all these different animals that are kicking about years and years ago. Uh, we've just had a thing over in Scotland just now. Uh, it was called Walking with Dinosaurs. It's just been one of the the, the big arenas here. And the technology that they've got getting into that uh, with the huge dinosaurs walking about which was great. Uh, a couple of folk in my work went to see that. Uh, and I think that's just something that obviously could be brought back in. I know they did have the original concept of this a good, what, 20 years ago? Was it before Animal Kingdom was was even no thought of, but yeah, before so. it was uh, as a another gate? Uh, but it seemed to sort of die a death a wee bit when Animal Kingdom came in. But it could be an add-on to Animal Kingdom. And the entrance to that would be a huge big dragon just as you walk in. Uh, and obviously at the front of Animal Kingdom uh, with the, the animals in front of that, has it still got the dragon in the front? Yeah. Sign? I, uh, yeah. I think I know it does. It, I did used to. Uh, so the idea has always been there. So that's what I would do. I would change that and turn the back of the park into the beastly kingdom. All right. And now... It's your turn for those of you listening at home or in your car. But if you're listening in your car, what I need you to do is I need you to to press on your horn as hard as you can, roll down the window and yell what your idea is. Um, and also yell for help for Pachinetti. Doesn't matter where you are. It, it needs to happen. But what I want you to do at home is tweet us at the Mickey dudes or follow us on Facebook and let us know what your ideas are for a replacement of a park icon. As it stands right now, the only cat, the only thing that we left untouched was Cinderella's castle, which is very, very useless real estate. I mean, it's got one, one kitchen, one bedroom and one bathroom for something of that size. What a castle. And a Uh, call center. Oh, and allegedly a call center, according to Joe. <laughs> if anyone can validate Joe's rumor of a call center at the top of the castle, please also let us know at the Mickey Dudes podcast because I, I don't believe him. I mean, I need picture proof, unedited picture proof of a call center at the top of Cinderella's castle for, to believe Joe because I, I, I think he's uh, he's making stuff up there. I swear I heard that on like the tour, I believe. What tour? Did the, you pay uh, two ninety nine keys keys to the kingdom? Was I that, believe I heard it. Was that gullible keys up? to the kingdom? Yeah. <laughs> Listen, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I mean, I that's why would I make this up? 
I don't know. That, that's a question for another time. But we're actually, speaking of time, we're running out of time. So before we go, Stephen, why don't you tell us where people can find you on the Yeah, you can get me at SJM Disney on Twitter and Stephen Maxwell on Facebook. And Joseph, where can people find you? They can find me over at the resortloop.com DVC roundtable or at the Walt Disney World call center at the top of Cinderella's castle. That doesn't exist. And I can be found on the Twitter machine at Chuck in the chat. And collectively, we can be found on Twitter, Facebook at the Mickey Dudes podcast, Instagram at, no, excuse me, Twitter and Facebook are the Mickey Dudes. Instagram is the Mickey Dudes podcast. And I think we have a YouTube channel that's not really updated. And we have a blog that's updated even less than the YouTube channel. So that's tonight's homework, everyone. Go home. Let us know exactly what you want to replace and what you want to replace it with. And until you do, and until the next time, we hope you have a very good night. And we will talk to you very soon. You've just listened to another exciting episode at the Mickey Dudes Podcast. You can find the Mickey Dudes on Facebook at the Mickey Dudes Podcast and on Twitter at the Mickey Dudes. If you enjoyed our podcast, please share the love on Stitcher or iTunes. Thank you for tuning in and we'll see you again real soon.